0: Thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting the Apple Bits XL. You probably don't think much about internet privacy on your own home network. Well, ExpressVPN will secure your privacy and protect your information. Visit expressvpn.com slash AppleBits and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. You can't see me right now, but... I'm just bobbing my shoulders to the beat, to the beat, to the beat, um, to the beat. It's just the Apple Bits XL is the way that we just ease you in. It's just like a nice groove. I Sometimes I forget. I, I like that little ditty. So welcome, everybody. Brian Tong here, your host, with the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. For those of you that are new to the show, this is where we cover kind of the latest, the biggest stories that matter in this kind of world. We also kind of give context. We're not just stuck in this little Apple bubble, but thank you so much for listening and being a part of this for longtime listeners and for new listeners. I appreciate it so much. You can all be a part of the show. We love it. We've got voice calls this week. So what do you have to do? Just record a voice memo, whether it's on your phone, Apple, or non-Apple, Android Windows. Hey, we know there's still some out there. BlackBerry, y'all got a BlackBerry still? If there is a person on a BlackBerry still listening, I, I want you to call. So all you got to do is leave your name, your number, not your number, your message, where you're from, and what you want to talk about, and we will get to it. And we got plenty of calls this week. Also, the show is completely supported by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is the way to do it. It starts at $2 per month, goes up to 5 10 25 the $100 level, there are a lot of different bonuses and extras that you get at different levels, also early access to content, and a completely ad-free version of the show. That makes a difference. So thanks again for all your support, patreon.com slash Tong. All right, let's get into it. And this week, I think Apple kind of surprised us. I mean, it wasn't a huge surprise, but they dropped the latest new iOS 13.6 update to the public. Uh, iPad OS 13.6. We also had new updates to Watch OS 6.2.8, Mac OS Catalina 10.15.6, TV OS, HomePod OS. They all were updated, but the thing that we didn't really, really see coming is actual significant features, in my opinion, kind of big features to 13.6. So we will start off with iOS. Uh, The downloads are available right now if you wanted to get them. We've heard a lot of stories and headaches of people that jumped to 13.5 and said it was killing the battery life on their devices. So 13.6 does take care of bug fixes. They, They never officially said it's taking care of battery life issues. Some people are reporting that they feel, this is anecdotal, that they feel like their battery is at least returning to more of a norm. So that might be the biggest reason alone. To update it, but we're going to start with the big features. Thirteen point six gets car key compatibility. Remember, we saw this in iOS fourteen at the demo at WWDC, where they showed off how you can use your iPhone as a car key. Well, you can now do that in thirteen point six before fourteen comes out. And the big thing here is it only works with BMWs, and it's not every BMW as well. It is um, limited to the series one, two, three, four, six. 8, uh the X5, X6, X7, a couple other models, and the Z4, and people are like, okay, first of all, BMWs, they make up roughly 14% of the cars in the US. So then you're narrowing it down to uh Apple users, and then which actually might be 14 a majority of them, right? But then also this only works with BMW's purchased in 2020 or later. So that's that's a little different as well. The other part of this whole car key compatibility is you have to have a phone that is an iPhone 10r, 10s or later and then in, it also works with the Apple Watch series 5 or later. So here this is also where there's a bugaboo for me. Okay, so you're telling me that the car key feature works that's fine. iPhone 10r, 10s uh, 11, 11 Pro, all of that—that that smorgasbord of phones—it works, okay. But Apple Watch Series Five, what is fundamentally different in Apple Watch Series Five versus Apple Watch Series Four? If you've looked at the specs internally, they are exactly the same. The only major difference, even processor-wise, they're the same. The major difference is that one of them has an always-on screen. So you're telling me. You are telling me that the car key app or feature only works on an Apple Watch Series 5 and not an Apple Watch Series 4? That's a whole bunch of doo-doo. That's a bad Apple. You. You know it is. So that's, that's Apple up to their tricks again. But look, beyond that, it's a great feature to have to a small percentage of people a very small percentage of people, um, but other car manufacturers will be working with Apple. It's just that BMW is their first one out of the gates. It's incorporated into the wallet, and then you have your key. So you really you really could just roll out with just your Apple Watch to technically do everything with the car. It's kind of cool. Unlock the car, take some calls, take some messages if you have the LTE version. That is, that's kind of the future that I'm hoping we can get a little closer to over time. So 13.6 gets Car key functionality before it drops in iOS 14. We did not really, really expect that to happen. At least I didn't, even from looking at the betas, especially when they showed it off on at a WWDC. Another subtle feature in the health app, there's a new symptoms section that lets you add symptoms of various illnesses. So this is how maybe you can track what's going on with you if you're starting to have different like muscle aches or appetite changes. It is also plugged into the uh, ECG app, and the Cycles app. So you can also kind of track those symptoms as well. It helps you. It helps your medical professionals. That's a new feature that's been put into iOS 13.6. The other big one, Apple News. Now, you know that I'm not the biggest Apple News user, but I really like what they're doing here. So iOS 13.6, first of all, adds these new audio stories. It's a new feature that There are narrated versions of some of the best reads from Apple News Plus. Again, Apple News Plus is the subscription version, but it's produced by Apple News editors and kind of curated by them. The other news feature is Apple News Today. It is a free audio briefing, basically a daily show on the top stories, again, from Apple's news editors. This is available in like a little audio headphone tab that is now in the Apple News app and then also in the podcast app. So this is new content that they're um, pushing out. And in addition to that, News Plus Audio Stories that we talked about earlier, they work with CarPlay, so you can listen to them there. They're also making a push to incorporate more new local news into your Today feed. So right now, the areas that are getting some of that love is San Francisco, the Bay Area, Los Angeles, Houston, and New York City. Now, we know that the New York Times recently pulled out of Apple News and they said, look, it wasn't helping us, it wasn't driving our own subscription growth. Apple was only throwing was only throwing a few of our articles in there. And so they pieced out. But I think that these new features, at least if you're a current subscriber, you've got to be happy about this. Uh, they're adding more content that I think as someone who uses the regular Apple News would be definitely beneficial. Sometimes you just want to listen to stuff while you're getting coffee, eating breakfast, things like that. The other part about this is audio stories for the top news stories, great for accessibility users. So I think this is really thoughtful. And in my opinion, yeah, I think I should give it a nice good Apple.
1: Yeah! Ah!
0: I like it. I'm not even going to use Apple News Plus. My voice just cracked, but I I do really like it. So you've got the health features. You also have um, the new ECG feature that is, we talked about kind of WatchOS 6.2.8, that is part of this whole equation. All my friends in Bahrain, Brazil, and South Africa, they're getting ECG support now. So this is all part of kind of all the software updates. iOS 13.6 and watchOS 6.28, they've kind of come together and work along together like that. WatchOS 6.28 really got that feature and the uh, BMW car key compatibility for Apple Watch Series 5. I got to roll my eyes when I see that. Really, Apple, what is it? The NFC chip in the Apple Series 4 Series Watch 4 and Apple Watch Series 5 did not change. So I don't Someone's gotta get to the bottom of this, I guess. Uh, we talked about iPad OS that's getting all the features that you pretty much see in iPhone or sorry, iOS. But a new kind of cool thing about iPad OS may be coming soon, and this is not necessarily about what they released, but a new report revealed a new patent. This is coming to us from the United States Patent and Trademark Office said a future Apple Pencil could have a new sensor inside of it that would sample colors from the real world and then allow them to be used and pretty much painted on for illustrations or drawings or notes directly on the iPad. So it's titled Computer System with Color Sampling Stylus. A stylus with a color sensor. Now, I'm really trying to think, as someone who loves the iPad Pro, as someone who uses the the Apple Pencil, I should not call the stylus, the Apple Pencil once in a while. Would I use this? Maybe. I, I think that it comes in more handy to me if I can use the Apple Pencil already on the screen to pick a color of something that I see on screen. Like, I don't need to be rolling my pencil against leaves and park benches and people's clothing. I mean, maybe. Maybe if it's really... I could see it, okay, fine, from a fashion sense, I could see that. I mean, are we trying to replicate nature on our uh, iPads? It's not a bad thing. I think it is interesting. Now, Apple says the color sensor functionality in their patent could be located at the end of the stylus at the tip or coupled to the tip through a light guide. So this light guide would make it easier for photo detectors to accurately determine a color and then the patent just kind of describes how it would use. This is. This is interesting. Hold it against an object in the real world, get that color, and fine. People say, oh, more photorealistic paintings. I'm gonna tell you right now what people can do with the iPad Pro already is at a photorealistic level. So if this is an aid or a tool, all right, we're cool with that. Now let's jump over to the Mac. Mac OS Catalina 10.15.6 got a few feature fixes. Um, Really, the biggest thing that people weren't really talking about, and I didn't know this until people started writing to me about this fix, because they're like, oh, it finally worked, is that macOS 10.15.6 that was just released resolves an issue specifically with 2020 MacBook Pros and the MacBook Air, where a lot of USB 2.0 devices, things like mice and keyboards would lose their connection to them, and they would not be able to hold them it was a known bug and known issue. That has been fixed in this latest update. I even had someone that said, oh, they were working on this issue with uh, AppleCare for a while and they couldn't figure it out. AppleCare told them this is not any type of connection issue. So they sent them a new computer. Well, it ended up being fixed in Catalina 10.15.6. And that happens. I'm not knocking the Apple technicians because they're, ch- in all of my experience, they are honestly trying to help you. and It might take longer than you want but eventually they get to a resolution and, and that, that counts for something. So that has been fixed. Also Apple News, the local news in your Today feed, like when you click on that little hamburger the three bars in the top right corner of your macOS and it shows you their notifications and that Today readout, more localized stories if you are again in the areas of San Francisco, the Bay Area, Los Angeles, Houston, New York, will appear in that feed. So macOS 10.15.6 gets those updates as well. Now, we stick with the Mac, and we know there's a lot of rumors of, hey, when is this new ARM computer going to come out? The Apple Silicon? Well, new rumors have kind of corroborated a little bit of what Ming-Chi Kuo said and added onto it. The latest report from Digitimes says that ARM-based 13-inch MacBook Pro and MacBook Air will ship by the end of 2020. Now, remember, in Apple's keynote, they said that there was going to be one machine, or they didn't, okay, how about this? They never said one machine because they refer to their products in the singular when it can also count as a plural. Remember when they say iPhone has, we've sold more iPhone than ever before. They, they only use it as the singular. So they did say that there would be Mac in 2020 that would have a new ARM chip. So what Digitimes is now reporting is that it's not only gonna be a MacBook 13-inch Pro, that Ming-Chi Kuo reported, but it'll also be a MacBook Air. So we could be seeing two Apple Silicon computers by the end of this year, which would be crazy. These are, again, rumors, but that's what we're seeing. And for me, I'm really curious about how this is all going to play out because I want to I want to see, the, think about this, all the samples and benchmarks they showed us were for just pretty much a chip that they rolled out. They didn't optimize it for the system. They weren't fine-tuning it so it'd be ready for consumer hardware. They were just like, hey, we can do the transition. We want to show you how fast it is right now. And this could be really, not could, I think it's going to be really exciting for Apple hardware. And then the other factor is how much battery life are we going to really be able to squeeze out of there? Those are the two things that get me excited about ARM. The things that don't get me excited about ARM processors is um, when is my software going to be actually compatible? (laughs) Because... I could imagine someone like my mom getting a new machine, getting all the benefits of the A series processor, but she doesn't use Photoshop, she doesn't use Final Cut Pro, she doesn't use Premiere, she doesn't use Pro Tools or Logic. And those are users that are that want that I want to satisfy alongside the consumers, but we know that these transitions take time. Thanks again to ExpressVPN for sponsoring the show. Being stuck at home these days, you probably don't think much about internet privacy on your own home network. You fire up incognito mode on your browser and no one can see what you're doing, right? Wrong. Even in incognito mode, your online activity can still be traced. Even if you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when I'm at home, I'm not going to go without using ExpressVPN. Now, ExpressVPN Make sure your internet service provider can't see what sites you visit. Instead, your internet connection is rerouted through ExpressVPN secure servers. Each ExpressVPN server has an IP address that's shared among thousands of users, so that means everything you do is anonymized and can't be traced back to you. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data with the best in-class encryption, so your information is always protected. So use the internet with confidence from your computer, tablet, or smartphone. ExpressVPN has you covered on every device. Simply just tap one button and you're protected. It's the fastest and most trusted VPN on the market, and it's rated number one by Wired, The Verge, and more so you know i installed the app on all of my mobile devices on my phone and my ipad and it's really easy once you set it up you launch the app you hit one button to connect and you are protected it doesn't interfere with what i've always done and there's kind of a peace of mind to that as well so protect your online activity today with the VPN that I trust to secure my privacy, visit my special link at expressvpn.com AppleBits, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, VPN.com slash AppleBits, expressvpn.com slash AppleBits to learn more. All right, back to some of the stories before we get to the calls and You might've recalled, right? Remember BatteryGate and Apple going through that whole class action lawsuit? Well, now iPhone users who experience BatteryGate can file to receive around that $25 settlement from Apple. So this was agreed upon earlier this year. And what you can do is, look, some people may not have found it in their email or went to their spam, but if you don't, I'm gonna tell you the website to go to to basically file or submit a claim to be a part of this. Um, remember, it's $25 for if you were an owner of either the iPhone 6, iPhone 6 Plus, iPhone 6S, 6S Plus, and or iPhone SE, they had to have run iOS 10.2.1 or later. And then also, it includes the iPhone 7 or iPhone 7 Plus that ran iOS 11.2 or later before December 21st of 2017. You got that? Okay, fine. Also, you make sure you gotta find those serial numbers and try and track them down. The website you wanna go to is smartphoneperformancesettlement.com. smartphoneperformancesettlement.com. Now here, you have a few options. You can submit a claim form online. You can exclude yourself. They give you the explanations for all of these things. If you do submit a claim form online, what they do is they ask for the address of where you lived at that time, linked to those devices. Now, this wasn't anytime soon, right? I mean, this is years ago. And so I tried, I tried to put in the serial numbers of the phones that I had. And first of all, I couldn't find my serial number for the iPhone 6. I couldn't find my serial number for the iPhone 6S. I found my iPhone serial number for the iPhone 7. It was, um, if you go to Apple's support site, mysupport.apple.com, It shows you all the devices that you owned. And because I get Care on all of them, I'm like, oh yeah, this should work. It only goes back to a certain point. So iPhone 7 is as far back as it went. The serial number that I plugged in, I plugged into this claim website. I put in the address that I believed I lived in at the time and it said it couldn't find it. And I'm like, okay, I don't have the serial numbers for iPhone 6 or 6S. So I'm just telling you that right now this might be frustrating or difficult to track down and get. I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to try and call Apple and see if they have my other serial, number, serial numbers on record. But I wish you well. It's smartphoneperformancesettlement.com. But again, roughly $25 per phone that you owned. And some people had multiple phones during that whole time period. So that is the cover battery gate, right? The whole issues with throttling the battery for performance because they wanted to uh, preserve our battery without telling us. But people could tell something was happening, but no one could prove it until Apple had to reveal that it actually happened. So check that out. I wish you well. Tell me your experiences about it, if it worked out or not. You can always call in the show, voice memo at applebitsshow at gmail.com. All right. A leaker claims that the iPhone 12 will come with a new Lightning to USB-C Braided cables. So, for those of you that aren't familiar with braided cables, this is it's kind of like a cloth, feels like a really tightly knitted, thicker quality material around the kind of janky, plasticky rubber wires that continue to get chewed up or pulled on. So, Leaker Love to Dream, who's put out a lot of different little nuggets about the iPhone 12 coming up coming up, revealed images of what is believed to be the new USB-C to lightning cable. Now, this also reveals a few things, potentially. It does reveal that we're probably still gonna have a lightning connector iPhone, which to me now isn't a surprise anymore over time. I'm just, it doesn't surprise me. But also, this braided cable, it is nice, but that's not gonna get people over the fact that you are probably taking out the power adapter and the earbuds for those people that care. It's like, ooh, fancy cable. Now, I will say that this cable is a lot better any of these kind of braided material fabric cables in my experience from other companies as well as apple um they work nicely so that's a good thing but again i don't think we care about cables enough to be like this is a differentiator like no one's gonna switch over to android or apple just because of a braided cable unless that's your thing it might be your thing anyways the report is that the iPhone 12 series will be equipped with this new USB-C to lightning-braided cable. It looks nice, but at the cost of what? At what cost, everyone? Also, Apple revealed their first look of the new Emojis coming to iOS in 2020. You know, when whenever we talk about Emojis, I have to do this. Emojis! I'm being nice to y'all. I could hold it longer. But... You know the thing that you don't many people don't realize is that different companies can have their own emoji look and style. There's kind of a general universal look to it that's put out by the uh universal Unicode consortium. And so there are guidelines, but I'm sorry, Apple's just look better. They look more detailed, they look fancy, they look nice those nesting dolls, those little kind of Russian nesting dolls. Apple went like crazy detailed it so they revealed about 12 of them. If you want to check them out it's on blog emojipedia.org it's where you kind of find all the latest emoji news and I'm sorry I like to check that out Um, they have the bubble tea the beaver, the heart, lungs a ninja but you can also what's fun is you can look at when you click on the link to ninja you can see what other platforms and how their ninjas look and Apple's ninja looks the best Apple's beaver in my opinion looks the best Apple's boba or translation bubble tea it looks the best. So if you want to complain your friends about, you know, which platform is better, just use the argument that your emojis look better. I'm sure that will carry you through the conversation. In another story, the EU launches an antitrust probe on voice assistants like Siri And Alexa, Apple is set to face yet another antitrust probe. I mean, these things are almost like a dime a dozen, but this time it's about their voice assistant Siri and whether the voice assistant is used to crowd out competition. Now, for example, when Alexa and Siri, when you use the devices and you try and find music, they're not going to recommend you, like, oh, listen to this on Spotify. Like, why would they? It's their own ecosystem. They're going to lead you directly to the link that takes you to their store. And so, the EU plans on gathering information from over 400 companies to see if Apple and Amazon are using voice assistants to engage in anti-competitive behavior. Of course they are, but not outright, but of course they are. (laughs) I mean, would you, as a merchant who is selling oranges, tell a customer that came to your door, you can also get oranges next door at Joe Schmo's house? Hell no. Now, again, I'm not a legal professional, but this does seem like a little reach. And I do think that the way technology has moved, it's all about ecosystem. And Apple has really been the one that has championed that whole walled garden. And now everyone is doing their own type of ecosystem and trying to win your dollars to get locked into that. So it'll be curious what these findings are. I mean, back in 2019, Spotify had filed its own complaint with the EU specifically about Apple's practices and Apple's music. They they kind of threw in that Siri's preference for playing Apple music would dissuade users from using Spotify. Er, duh. So that's why also, right, you hear in iOS 14 that Spotify, you'll be able to set up your own music service as the default service, and that's why Spotify is one of them. I think that just kind of squashes this idea of being anti-competitive now, which they should have done from day one to make the HomePod much more versatile. I'm glad it's happening now, but that that's a way that Apple can say, no, we you can do Spotify on our HomePod now. And Amazon's music or whatever, Amazon's music service, I don't even remember what it's called. Is it Prime Music? I, I just have it in the background just because it's, it's there. Um, Last week, I believe also, we were talking about, someone had asked about using a better camera for your video calls. So, I was trying to find the app or remember it and thank goodness they popped back up on the radar. The actual app is called Camo, C-A-M-O. It's a new app for iPhone and iPad that lets you use your phone, like your iPhone, mobile device camera. I'm assuming, yeah, you can also use it for iPad as a pro quality webcam for your Mac that has that garbage trash 720p camera and it works with a lot of applications. So it's a pretty direct, straightforward setup. The app is pretty robust as well, but what it allows you to do is Camo supports apps like Zoom, Meet, Microsoft Teams, Skype, Slack, Google Chrome, WebEx Teams, QuickTime, and many others. You ever try to do like a video and use QuickTime and you have the camera option and you're like, oh my gosh, this camera is so garbage? You could use your phone. Now, you obviously will have to position it, get some sort of kind of a clip or stand that rests on top of your machine, or is somewhere somewhere held, but Camo is a solution that you can do that. Now, for users that upgrade, there's kind of a free download which limits the video to 720p, um, and it has a Camo watermark. But if you want to upgrade and get all the features of the app, there's a yearly fee of 39.99. Now, I know that sounds steep, and you might be like, "Ugh, I'll just use 720p." But it is, think about this if you're someone who works from home and is in a lot of voice conferences and Skype conferences. Maybe you can expense it for business. Maybe. Did I say business? I said business. Business. So $39.99 for Camel. I'm just saying there's a solution and I'm gonna play with it a little bit. But it it I remember seeing the beta and it looks really good. So I'm glad that someone came up with a solution and now they're hoping to get paid for it. And before we get to our calls iPad Pro case lovers, Apple has their Magic Keyboard case. It's good in some ways, not so good in other ways, but Logitech launches their new Folio Touch keyboard case with a trackpad for the 11-inch iPad Pro. This is not for the 12.9-inch, but it's for the 11-inch. And remember, they did this similarly to, I believe it was like the iPad Air and um, the standard Air where they released their own case with a trackpad compatibility. They worked with Apple, so all the gestures that you expect and know and want to use work exactly the same on this case. It doesn't have that um, kind of iMac-like stand, floating stand that the Apple Magic Keyboard does. Instead, it uses the hinge on the back, but what is the beautiful advantage of that? You get a wide range of motion, and you can flip the cover all the way to the back and read it like a book. I loved, I repeat, I loved Logitech's iPad Pro second generation case. I thought that was one of the best iPad Pro cases, iPad cases period that I had ever had. And then they like changed the design for the third gen, but they're coming back to the love of that design in these new ones. So it's called the Logitech Folio Touch. It's available for the 11 inch iPad Pros from the uh, 2018 and 2020 batch. They also have, sorry, the other trackpad cases they have were the seventh generation iPad, the iPad Air, and the 10.5-inch iPad Pro. So they've got a lot of solutions other than the 12.9-inch. This new Folio Touch will come out sometime this month before it wraps up, and it will sell for $159.99. So I strongly advise you to check that out if you're looking for a better case solution that might fit your needs. I'm not saying the Apple Magic Keyboard case is bad. It's good in some ways, and it can be better in other ways. So, you know, it just depends on your use case. It's always that way. All right, everybody, let's jump to our phone calls. We've got calls galore. We actually got four that I went with. Um, Some of you did call one person. It like stopped recording after a second. A couple of you had calls that were like literally a minute, 48 to like two minutes. It was just too long, so I couldn't put them in. But let's get to the calls. Remember, be a part of the show. Applebitsshow at gmail.com. Record the voice memo on any platform. Send it through. Let's get to it. First call comes to us from my man, James.
2: BTZ, what's up? Mama Tong, how you doing? You should be very proud of Brian. He's one of the top tech podcasters there are and one of my personal favorites. Brian, why is it that I seem to be the only one that's excited about picture-in-picture picture on the iPhone? Because when I'm watching videos, I hate having to come out of it or be interrupted by texts. And now uh, that they finally caught up to some of the things that our Sammy's doing, now we can do picture in picture on the phone. I'm very excited about that. That's that's my favorite thing they came out of WWDC.
0: Yeah, James, what's up my man? Um I love picture in picture. It was one of my top 5 features from the iOS 14 beta that is out right now and will be in the final version. It is funny that, you know, you mentioned Sammy and it's been on other platforms and with picture-in-picture, Apple just does it. It's it's really smooth. It's a nice execution. But the other thing that I'm, I guess, more concerned about is which apps use it. Like, we need all the core apps that we want, like YouTube, to use it. But if I recall right, if you pay for the YouTube premium service, there is an option where it allows you to, I believe, play YouTube videos in the background to listen to them. And this picture-in-picture not only allows you to listen to stuff in the background, but allows you to see it. And I wonder... If YouTube would deliberately just not give you that functionality and to do the actual picture-in-picture, picture because ultimately they they're trying to keep their own little walled garden of like, well, if you use our app, um, we're not going to let you do it. I hope that they're smarter than that, but it is kind of one of their premium features that allow people to pay for their for their upgraded service. And all of a sudden, Apple, if they develop their app, they're just going to make it free. Typically, companies don't operate that way, so we will see but picture in picture absolutely one of my favorite features of ios 14 all right next up andrew
1: hi brian this is andrew in sacramento appreciate all that you do you've become the go-to advice guy for apple products for a lot of us especially as we get older and it takes a little more to keep up with technology so your uh, advice is always right on Couple things on what you've been talking about lately. I finally just broke down and went over and got the 96 watt adapter and the USB to lightning cable and the adapter for regular USB. It's just fantastic, totally worth every dime. Charges the phone in you know 20 minutes, charges the iPad in 30 minutes, and with the adapter bonus, it can charge uh, the drones and the drone remotes and things like that in a third the time it normally takes. So uh, great advice, totally worth the effort, and I hope Apple drops all the miscellaneous stuff from the new phones and just put a phone in a little tiny box and all will be well. So thanks a lot. Keep it up. Great stuff.
0: Yeah, Andrew, you know, I was not happy about having to plunk down the money for all those adapters, but once I did, um, it made everything charges faster, and it makes a difference. And they're not going to throw in, you know, a 20-watt adapter or 18-watt adapter in the the, uh, box. They never have. That's not the quote-unquote Apple way. So fine, you got me, Apple, because I'm so deep in your ecosystem, I bought them, but there's a reason why I've never touched any of the power adapters that come in the uh, in Apple products ever since. So yes, it's a bullet that I bit, but ever since then, um, that's why it hasn't. The idea of them taking out the power adapter doesn't affect me. Uh, should I say it's worth it? How about this? I had to spend the money, but I wasn't unhappy, and I was satisfied with the result after I threw down the money. But I didn't want to. I don't feel like we always should have to. So it was probably like I was satisfied, but not happy, like super happy that I had to do it. I think that's a that's a good way to put it. All right. Next up, we got Ray. What
1: is up, B-Tong? It's your boy Ray from North Carolina. Let me ask you something. Is it just me or am I the only one who prefers the Beats over the AirPods? I always see people with AirPods and, and I rarely see people with Beats. But like all the benefits of the AirPods that I would want—the quick connect, the audio sharing—I get those with the Beats, and I just I think they sound better. Is it just me? Get at me. Thanks.
0: Keep- what up, Ray? You hung up early, but no, it's not. It's honestly not you. So here's the thing: your question is a little hard to um, break down because I'm not sure what specific AirPods you're talking about, but and what Beats you're talking about. But I'm going to assume you're talking about. The Powerbeats Pro for working out, and the standard AirPods. I'm gonna assume this, okay? Now, when you look at that, there's gonna be one thing that makes a big difference between the two. First of all, Powerbeats Pro, which I love, but sometimes it does have weird issues where like only one side charges. I don't know why. Um, I think they're roughly around 249. Where the standard AirPods, I believe. uh, don't quiz me on this, guys. Now, is it around 149, 129, 149? So that's a big price difference, first of all, okay? That's why you'll see more AirPods now as time has gone on. And first of all, they were like the cat's meow and everyone knows what AirPods look like. If we're talking about the AirPods Pro that are roughly about the same price in that same ballpark as the Powerbeats Pro, you'll still see more AirPods Pro because of the cachet of Apple, right? But I would say this, from a functionality standpoint, I like the Powerbeats Pro more specifically for working out I also prefer them, sound-wise, I'm still going to, for me, I'm going to lean towards AirPods Pro. I know AirPods Pro, their mids tend to be a little muddier, but the bass between the Powerbeats and the AirPods are pretty, are actually pretty similar. So I I think that when I listen casually, I don't want to have anything wrapped around my ear, but if you could only buy one and you work out a bunch and you still want to use them casually, you cannot go wrong with the Powerbeats Pro. They are one of my favorites. Uh, By far. So I'm just letting you know, Ray, you're not alone. Um, I am here with you. (laughs) I won't continue the lyrics. You know where I'm going with this. But, uh, anyways, yeah, they're really good. They're really, really good. So be happy with your purchase. All right, next up, we've got Armando.
2: Hello, Brian. Armando Fonseca here from Sao Paulo, Brazil. I've been a long-time listener of your podcast and your videos since you were at your darker times. (laughs) I hope you're happier now with your YouTube channel. Anyways, I heard you reading the 12 year old boy email asking if you could put some songs inside your Apple Watch without the iPhone and listen to it when on the streets, whatever and you said no, but actually you can download songs from your music library, from your iPhone to your Apple Watch so if you're listening to this 12 year old boy, go ahead ask for your father for an Apple Watch Series 5 it's great, Okay. Thank you, Brian. Keep up the good work. I'm a huge fan of yours. I'm going to send you a trailer of my feature film. It's called The Mask. (laughs) Hugs, kisses. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: Oh, Armando, you cracked me up. Okay, first of all, Armando, I think that maybe we jumped conclusions because I do know that you can put music on the Apple Watch, but he would have to do it through his dad's phone, right? You need a phone to put music on it. And I know that, but if he's 12, I can't assume that he has a phone. I mean, I don't know. I don't have kids. Do all 12-year-olds have phones now? Maybe they do. But yes, you can put music in it that way if you have your own phone. He could put it on his dad's phone, but again, his dad would need to set up his Apple Watch and go through that process as well. It's not like you just pick it up and throw music on it. So thank you for the clarification. Also, Armando, I like how you don't even care about his dad's budget. You're just like, yo, kid, get the Series 5. The Series 5 is fine. It's the most expensive one. You get the Series 5, kid. Just milk your dad for all it's worth. (laughs) Oh, I dig it. That's funny. All right, everybody. Those are our calls for this week. Thank you so much for calling in, being a part of the show. Again, voice memo it, applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. But that's going to do it for this week. We got to thank our Patreon supporters at the $100 level. All my platinum apples, my goodness. Thank you so much. Brandon Ledford. Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frater, Jarrett Lewis, and Eric Cohen, thank you so much for your support. Everyone who supports the show, whether you listen, whether you support at different levels, trust me, I am grateful in these crazy times. And all I try and do is keep on bringing it, even when, you know, like this week, there weren't the biggest, baddest stories, but sometimes there's not. And then when it gets cray cray, oh, we are here for all of it. So we just got to love it. The ability for us to talk about tech, enjoy it, and just have fun being around it's a nice distraction and I continue to always like think that so thank you for your support I am extremely blessed to keep on doing this and yeah I still need to grow to really make this like the solid career that I want to be but I could not even be doing this without you all and I just need to just reiterate that I'm very grateful and thankful for so patreon.com slash brian tong is the way that you can support all of my content and again everybody That's going to do it for this week. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Take care. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Peace.